Hello and welcome to I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. My name is Denise Ferguson from Fine Surveyors and today I'm here with Colette Stevenson. Hi Colette, how are you? I'm good, thanks Denise. I'm really happy to be here. I've been trying to get on here for what feels like forever, but I've been on a very long waiting list. How do you get priority status to get on your podcast? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Who do you have to sleep with to get priority exactly. status? <laughs> exactly. I mean, I ended up having to bribe you with nakedness, didn't I? <laughs> I know. Yeah, I'm really like I feel really sad that you've actually clothed. Um, you did promise that you'd thrown all of your clothes away and that you would be completely <laughs> and utterly naked for this. Yeah, no, I do have a few tops left, but oh. it's low. It's low. <laughs> it is low. There's like half a boob out. I was like, as well. I was like, what is going on there? So anyway, yeah. I, I'm just not I've got a rumbling cold so I'm like in running leggings and a jumper and I'm not even drinking because I'm just feeling a bit bleh, so well, sorry I feel, about that that's what I'm only drinking because it's you yeah <laughs> well we'll be doing exactly the same when we meet up in a couple of weeks time anyway exactly. so oh you're coming oh how exciting yeah. oh my god no I am excited <laughs> so <laughs> what's your business called and what do you do uh, my business is called Poster Bread and I poster bread. That, that's uh, really rubbish, isn't it? Um, yeah. So, yeah, sorry about that. Um, no, uh, I, I help people basically transform their Instagram grids um, from just a bunch of thumbnails to a seamless, fully branded, show-stopping, impactful content fest. Oh, the new words that I've not said before. Um, because um, I hated Instagram and I couldn't get it to work for me and it was boring and everyone looked the same and um, I just wanted something that that was easy to use that I didn't have to overthink that I didn't have to plan that I didn't have to strategize over too much because um, I'm not that kind of person I'm not great at planning I'm not great at strategizing but I wanted something that was consistent and powerful and would help my customers understand what I did so I developed a poster grid and when I developed it I am I allowed to swear on this podcast absolutely <laughs> I thought so but I better check my first thought was fuck I can do this for other people Right, because I realized it was completely replicable. Replicable, is that the word? Yeah. Um, I could show people, I could I didn't know I could show people how to do it at the time, but I knew that I could reproduce it for other people if needed. Um, but then I had no clue what to do with it. And I told my husband, I'm like, oh my God, this is amazing. And I don't think anyone else is doing it. Right. There were like other styles of, you know, seamlessy things, but there was nothing using this system which was easy to do. And I was like, I can't believe it. And I, I was like looking everywhere, searching for other people doing the same thing, couldn't find anything. Um, and then months went by where I basically sat on it and did nothing because I was A, afraid, uh, in case I was right or wrong, didn't, either, didn't matter either way. Either I was right and it was scary or I was wrong and I was gonna like fall flat on my face, which was scary. So I did nothing. And um in January, I was like, right, I've got this thing. I've got to do something with it. So I wrote on my whiteboard, do. And that was my mission for this year. I was just going to do whatever I could to make my business work. And I, then out came Clubhouse. And I was like, oh, my God, I've really got to do something with it now. Um, so I went mad on Clubhouse. And then um, I joined one of um, Helen Pritchard's 
thing. Oh, I signed up for the business mastermind because I thought, right, that'll give me a kick up the arse. And then I uh, signed up for like a sales event with Pete Scott and Helen. And it was like three days of, you know, offer a transformation. And it was all really good stuff. And the last one was ask a question. So I just said, I've got this thing and I don't know how to sell it. And, um, and then Helen texted me and said, work with me. And I was like, okay. And the rest is, <laughs> and then I, then, then I made up a business with Helen and um, had my first ever five-figure launch. And even saying those words doesn't seem real. You were in my world for a long time before all of this happened. And I had no idea you did this. No. You were so quiet about this that I was like, what? I literally heard about it through Helen. And I was like, what are you talking about? Colette doesn't have that. And she was like, yeah, yeah she does. <laughs> you literally hid it from the world I know but it's interesting that you say it was because you were scared because I talk about this a lot with well mainly people on on Clubhouse you know how much time I spend on there helping other um businesses and I just I, I love doing it but a lot of what they come up against is exactly what you've come up against they're just terrified of showing up of failing of not being good enough of I showed up in other ways and miraculously managed to develop like another business, which was bringing me in steady income for the first time in forever. And I was happy showing up with that. But my little bit of magic, a little bit, and I think everyone's got that little bit of magic in them. And What do you think was different about this one? What was stopping you from taking that leap? I knew deep down that it was powerful. That's that's the short answer. And, and, and I was terrified of it. I've had that experience only a couple of times before. I feel fortunate that I've had them before. Uh, one, one of those ideas I'm still sitting on, actually, it's in my drawer. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I, I created that over a decade ago. Um, but that one does require some investment. And so I'm gonna, I'm using PostgreSQL to get me to a point where I can invest in that as well. Um, but yeah, I've had other like things like that as well, where if I've been uh, doing theatre, sometimes you just know when an idea is transformational. And uh, when you're working with other people, you can like make that work and it's great. But when you're on your own in business and you've got one of those ideas and you're like, oh my God, this is amazing. And then it, then the panic sets in because where do you start with that? Because what you actually see, I think, when you have those moments is an end point. You actually see the potential of it. You don't see how it's going to map out. You don't know how it's going to get there. You don't even know what it's going to look like, but you just see the potential of it. And it's so much bigger than what you've got now. Like you look around at where you're at and I'm like, okay, I'm in a messy office, which is basically a spare bedroom in my house with a green screen, which is like basically really ugly things hung up with coat hangers. Yeah, it's like that. that's the reality. But you're, uh, you're ruining the illusion of magic. <laughs> yeah, I, I could never work at Disney. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, Hello, princess. What? <laughs> yeah, it's just a costume. 
<laughs> God um, help us. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, it was it's fear. It's it's that idea that you know that it's big, and then you don't know the first step. You you just there are so many first steps that you could take, and there are so many ways that you could fall down. I remember when Helen went live with it way before I was ready. I never would have been ready if it had been up to me. And uh, she you know said this is great this is going to be like this big thing and I was sitting there thinking is it like but what if it isn't like you know then everyone's going to know that I said it was going to be a big thing and then it, all of those thoughts came in you, and um, I realized now that, that it doesn't matter either way right either it works or it doesn't work and in the process you learn something which is great and um, it doesn't hurt your business to take steps Ever. No, it's interesting. We're both going through a program with Helen, um, uh, like a, a five M's, and one of them is movement, which we've been working on today. And that is something that I've always been very clear on. Although I have to say, like when I'm going through really stressful times, I can be absolute nightmare for hiding away. But when I'm not, it's always about taking one step every single day. Like. Mm-hmm. The leaps are the things that you that you want to do when you're in that energy. But actually, if you just take small steps every single day, you'll get way further than you will constantly trying to leap everywhere. And that transformed it for me because even in the darkest of days and the hardest of days, I can take one step that will yes. help my business. Yes, just one, just one little thing. Like if you're feeling rubbish, do a post that might resonate with someone, you know, do do something be present be visible serve in some way and and that's it that's all you can do absolutely so to when it was working on this project and being pushed to kind of take that first step did that improve your ability to then have that movement in your business do you know what this is a really interesting question and one that I've asked myself my mom attributes everything to Helen (laughs) you're not my daughter anymore Helen is (laughs) basically wow Helen's amazing isn't she I'm like we haven't met her but yeah she is (laughs) it's not the point I'm pretty cool myself (laughs) hi (laughs) mum I hope she's not watching this she'll be mortified she's so lovely I know mine probably will be (laughs) hi mum hi mum my mum's so lovely um but (laughs) um I can't remember what the question was or what I was talking about. Oh, the push. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I'd, I'd committed already. Um, so probably about a year ago, October, I decided I was, my business was no longer just something that I did. It was something that I was. Um, so I've tr- had so many businesses in my life and they're all attempts at something, but I've never fully committed ever. I've always had a get out of jail free plan. I've always had something else to fall back on or some reason why it might fail and why it's okay for it to not go forward. And I've taken like every excuse out of the book to for my business to not go forward. And last year I was like, no, I, I've got to do this. So it's, it was really strange that I subscribed to um, Adobe, Adobe Suite, right? Which is quite an expensive thing per month. And I said to myself, if I can't afford, so it was on sale for a whole year. And I thought, if I can't afford the full price in a year's time, I'm in the wrong job. (laughs) So I had to prove to myself that I was in the right job. So that was a a year ago. That was October. That was last year. 
And then in January, I wrote do. And I was just going to do everything and say yes to everything. And to be honest, when Helen said, you know, I'll work with you, I, my, my, I, I did want to run away and hide under a duvet and, and not do anything. I found it utterly terrifying, the whole thing. Um, but I also signed up to the business mastermind just before that anyway, because I needed to kick up the arse. And I think it doesn't hurt to be alongside business people who drive you. And Helen is definitely a driver. Yeah, 100%. I try and surround myself with people who push me all of the time because I know my tendency to, when things get tough, just like kind of hide away a little bit. And and the more I acknowledge that, the less I do it. Mm. So when I'm around people that say, you know, is everything all right? Like you're a bit quiet. It makes me go, everything is fine. And I try not to be quiet. <laughs> when really inside I'm going oh my god yeah I've got a cold and I want a day off and when was the last time I had a day off there are days you just don't want to do it you just don't want to like I'd said I'd set up a clubhouse room for today and then today came I'd forgotten about it and someone reminded me I'm like oh my god I just don't want to I did it because that's what you do that's that's the commitment that you make and I think it's the commitment that drives you um more than anything else I'd committed to kicking myself up the arse and I'd committed to making sure other people could kick me up the arse I decided to allow that to happen in the past when people have tried to propel me forward I've rejected it or felt like they were invading my space in some way or telling me what to do or whatever I don't know what it was I made up all kinds of stories um but I think you have to make the decision for yourself nobody else can do it for you even Helen Pritchard where do you think the business is going to go um, honestly, I've got no idea, but I do have grand plans. Which go, which go grand way, me plan me. Yeah, which go way beyond where it currently is. So at the moment, we teach people how to make poster grids, which is great. And it's gone down wonderfully. Um, and people have loved it because it's it's not just... So the thing that I say at the moment, it's not just a pretty grid, right? It's a, it's a poster grid. It's the whole process. It's content. It's strategy. It's not just how it looks, it's what, what belongs within it, what's contained within it that actually is the driver. So that's all part of the process. And that's gone down really well because a lot of the people that signed up thought they were just getting a poster grid, but then they got all this extra shit and they were like, oh my God, I wasn't expecting this. And that's like, that's what you want, I think. Um, well, that's what I wanted anyway. Um, and then we, we move on to a level two where people go we go deep into marketing and that kind of stuff and not hiding when you've got a good thing um <laughs> we're going to go into that in level two but that's the kind of surface level poster grid poster grid itself can be so much bigger we're going to have a done for you service we're going to have obviously we're offering commercial licenses so other people can create their own businesses out of poster grid and make poster grids for people who don't want to learn to do it themselves they just want it there for themselves um and then other stuff as well in the works like which needs actually a lot of stuff going on so like resources or online resources that people can access that people who are in poster grid have exclusive access to and outsiders don't um just so i've got there's so much there that um i've i've, I've got like ideas pouring out of me and this is this is the thing I think when you when you hit on something with potential and you sit in that place of like oh my god what am I going to do with it what's the first step 
it's because even though you can't see everything, you know, it's all there. But once you start taking those steps, the next things illuminate and they happen all at the same time. And then you just have to focus on one thing and then the next thing. And you can grow your team and your team can focus on different things. And I see it now. It took me a long time, <laughs> a long time. I've not been the best business person. And I wouldn't say I'm a great business person either. It's not my strength, not, not by a long shot. I think I've I've been in business for an awful long time and the thing that I didn't appreciate until recently I always thought that when you got better in business or bigger in business whichever one resonates with you that there were more 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 things I needed to learn and harder things I needed to learn and you know I would learn them as I went along and what I've realized is it's all the same shit. You just have to do it more. Yes. And you have to have more people to do more of the stuff yeah. to do more. And I didn't know that. I, I thought there was a, I thought it was a magic answer that people at the top of the tree had. And what I realized was actually you need to take every single one of those steps up that tree because it's just the same thing over and over and over again, but getting people in to help you do the bits that you're shit at. Yeah, and that is business. It. That's it. That's all it is. And I'm like, oh my God, how how was that? How did I over I overcomplicated it so much in the past? Over and I was so afraid of the things that I didn't know, rather than just paying for the help or getting somebody to help me with the things that I didn't know or asking for that. Because even if I researched it myself, some things are just not my bag. Accounting, I, it's not my thing. No, not like, mine either. I can't be a proper business person if I can't do accounting. That was basically my, my that was where I was for the long Mine isn't time. even that I can't do accounting. It's that I really don't want to and I no, can't I force myself to do it. <laughs> hate it with a passion. Hate like, it. <laughs> just to, and I'm like, oh my God, I'm sure like and everyone's like, you've got to focus on your numbers. And I think that's true. You do, but you don't have yeah, to do I can focus accounting. on the, Yeah, I can focus on the numbers. Yeah, I, I can, can read a number bit. off the screen and go, yay or fuck. Oh, yeah. But I don't want to do the other bits towards that's it. None it. of it. And I'd never, I'd never thought of it. Like I'd had a, when I, I used to run a school in Japan, I had, a, I opened a school randomly. Of course you did. Yeah. As, as you do. And um, I needed an accountant because obviously I can't read Japanese and I can't do accounting. So, you know, doing Japanese taxes was not something I was going to try, try and do by myself. Um, so I found this accountant who wanted to learn English and whose staff wanted, he wanted his staff to learn English. So we had this, this deal where I would, teach his staff and they would do my accounts for me which worked out great because I just got one of my teachers to go and do the teaching and I didn't have to do it <laughs> but he was so frustrated with me because I did everything through other people because I was so afraid of dealing with the numbers and understanding what the numbers were that I made his life difficult as well um I think we probably could have worked it out but you know I, again I hadn't fully committed to the business at all so you know as soon as things got rocky I was like well this isn't working just closed it up didn't even try uh, you know I mean it was rocky there was a massive earthquake and tsunami and things but nothing it, it, it we were not like in a devastated area there was a knock-on effect but nothing insurmountable but it was a great reason for me to be like ah oh, it's not working it Did it give you an excuse to give up? Perfect excuse. There was an earthquake. <laughs> yeah. That didn't work out because there was an earthquake. Yeah, Not was because 
I was looking for a reason yeah, to get there out. There was an earthquake. My dad was sick. These things were all real, but they had they they had nothing to do with my business. But the fact was, I I was I mean I hadn't even committed to doing my business full time. I had a consultant. I had a consultancy position as well, so I did that three days a week and ran my business three days a week. That was not committing. And then yeah. when I was working somewhere else, I had staff doing the thing. I never really checked in on them. You know, it was like it it was it was a great little school with wonderful customers and gorgeous kids, and I had you know ideas for it, but nothing. I wasn't committed. Do you think that you're the you're the thinking person rather than the doing person? No, I'm I'm definitely an ideas person. Like I I definitely um, I I definitely I I'm a maker though rather than or a creator rather than a thinker or a doer which is a kind of a combination of the two I suppose I have an idea and then I want to create it I want to make it I want to play with it and I want to explore it I don't necessarily want to sit there and plan it or map it out I don't want to admin it I don't want to I don't want to think about it in that way um but I'm a I'm a maker I, I would say I'm a, I'm a creator rather than anything else so in my school I was quite happy creating the lessons and creating the resources and creating the branding and creating the songs I mean I created everything from scratch I wasn't going to pay for it to do it all and it wasn't very practical it was exhausting and I used to go to Starbucks work in Starbucks until 11 o'clock at night and um, drinking buckets of coffee thinking wouldn't it be great if I could actually just create stuff for a living if I could just make stuff if I could just sit in my computer and design stuff and I'd sit that was my dream and then I'd go and back to my other jobs so yeah so last year you think you're living your dream now then uh oh that's a good one to know is anyone really living their dream I am I suppose in a way I always wanted a family and a kid and um to do podcasts with alcohol <laughs> I know yeah I'm living my dream I just get to create yeah. the podcast I mean, with I, the alcohol I can't, I can't say I'm not living my dream but I don't know it, it, I know a lot of people have dreams and visions and things but mine mine's not no it's I'm not not on a dream yet and where's I, that I I, I want to be free from worrying about shit like money and bills I'm not there yet I'm right at the beginning of this you know committing to my business thing and I've had a great year I'm not gonna lie it's been really good and I work with some amazing people but I've still got a long way to go to get to a point where I can be like oh god my desk is like I've got a really old desk that second hand that somebody gave to me and it is awful and it's too small and I can't just nip out and buy a desk, for example, yet. Um, I want to get to that point. I want to be able to, like, not worry about it. Like, I took my mum out for dinner last month. And it was lovely because it wasn't just, like, in a little cafe with a little snack. I was like, no, I want to take you out for dinner. And I sat down and I said, this is something I want to do regularly. And I don't want you to think about how much it's going to cost. I just want you to pick what you want. I want that. For my, to do for my brothers my sisters my friends not to brag or to show off or anything like that but just because it's such a lovely thing to do and everyone should experience nice things and I want to 
I want to be able to have those nice things. I want to be able to have healthcare and oh my God, I've gone off on one now. I know what I want. <laughs> I want to be able to have healthcare when I want it rather than waiting for years. I want to be like my mom. I want, don't want her to wait for two years to get surgery. I want to be able to say, go get it now. That's, that's what I want. Yeah, so that makes that, perfect sense. To me. I'm not living the dream. I'm loving, my, I'm loving my work, but I'm not living the dream. Sounds like you're getting towards it though. Cause I remember the first time I could just pay for my family to go out for dinner or, you know, you know my dad's birthday or something and just not even think about it and I remember sitting there afterwards and just being like your cameras oh just being like oh my god that's amazing that I can do this because my life had changed so much and the freedom that 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 you know the feeling that gave me a freedom was incredible so I understand exactly what feeling you're thinking you're talking about and having that regularly in in all scenarios would be incredible and it's not about the money I know lots of people think that it's about the money but it's absolutely not it's about the freedom that it gives you the freedom the freedom to do the things you want to do like you see something like you know when people say oh support me on this charity and you're like I really want to but I just can't or you know I, I can give you a little bit I'd love to give you more and you always feel like it's not enough and to not have to think about that, to just be like, yeah, sure, I, I can support you. How awesome is that to be able yeah. to just support people? I just think that's magical. And that's what I want. I want I want that. That's what I'm going for. Um, it's, it, you know, Postgrid's not even been going for a year. So it's very early days, but it's had a strong start. And these phrases that are coming out of my mouth, like, five figure launches and strong starts <laughs> like they're like if january me was watching this podcast i'd be like oh my god like you know what what is that about i don't know why but my chair is dropping down. <laughs> i'm like shrinking bye collette <laughs> i don't know why it's doing that that's really embarrassing oh i need a new office chair as well <laughs> Let just disappears halfway through the <laughs> interview. Bless you. So when you're not poster gridding and when you're not kind of working on your other projects, what do you like to do? Oh, uh, definitely hang out with my kid. Actually, he's awesome. And I don't hang out with him as much as I'd like at the moment. This, morning, this afternoon, we had uh, two hours together minecrafting. And I don't, I don't like Minecraft. No. But I do love my kid. So we hung out and I, I put it, I even put him on my calendar so he could see it. And I'm like, nobody else can book that time away. That's for you. And uh, so I was like, come on, we're going to have all afternoon to play. And he was so happy. And I was like, oh my God, I obviously don't play with him enough. <laughs> How old is he? Seven. Yeah so yeah he's awesome but I love that I love chilling out with him I lo- that's it really what do I love doing playing I love playing making stuff I I, I would be happily make stuff all day like I, I I make recipes and make music and make art and make things you're a seven-year-old I am a seven-year-old <laughs> My my son isn't. He's not at all. He hates making things. It's weird, isn't it? Mind you, he likes creating in Minecraft. So there you go. 
Yeah, I remember when um, my kids were younger, people would say, you know, what should I get them for their birthday? And I'd be like, oh, I'll get them some crafty stuff. And I'd be like, oh, for God's sake. (laughs) But they just love all of that stuff, like making a mess and just creating something. They just absolutely loved it. Computers and stuff, they just weren't into at all. But now they're sit there on their iPhones and playing on computer games and stuff like that. And there's no making or anything like that. So make the most of it when he's young. Just yeah, but enjoy doing things together. He doesn't do crafting, but he will still play with me. So that's yeah. good. He'll still play with me. So that's going to change, isn't it? So. Well, mine have. Mm. Yeah, my teenagers aren't a fan of spending time with me at all. In fact, today I had marked out on my calendar that I was going to spend time with my youngest. and. Um, when she came down and I said, oh, what are we, we going to do today? She was like, oh, I just don't fancy it. I was like, okay, <laughs> thanks. I, I was feeling guilty for like putting time in my calendar to hang out with my kid. And I'm like, oh my God, why, why am I putting my kid on my calendar? But actually I have to, yeah. I have to, I have to allocate time. I mean, we hang out every morning and every night without fail. That, that's, 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 you know, non-negotiable. That's just part of our day. But in terms of like social time and hanging out and actually having quality time together, I have to block it off or it'll never happen. Yeah, I always used to say to people that to people, I've always said that to people when they're building their business, that you have to allocate time for your friends, your family, your children, you know, socialising, all of those different things. Because if not, you'll never find time to actually do it. And if you don't have other things, then it's hard to sustain the level that you need to do for business. And I'm saying this all out loud after saying to you before we came live, that all I have to do is work. I can totally relate to that because the thing is that's all I do and I hadn't had my son on my calendar for a very long time so last night it's like mommy please can we play and I'm like yes yes of course we can and then I was like oh my god I'm just not committing to him (laughs) so I was like okay let's put it on my calendar because I needed to focus on what I was doing last night and he kept coming in and asking so I was like okay let's have two hours solid (laughs) playtime two hours of minecraft that actually sounds like torture to me but i suppose it's better than when they used to come down and and show me videos of other people playing minecraft and i was like oh wow i want to kill myself thank you (laughs) (laughs) like come and see this what am i watching (laughs) what is this it's like oh because there's swimming pool on top of my house no no. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're going through a thing at the moment. We have to play all the old versions of Minecraft, not the newest one, but the very first ones that don't have any of the features. I'm like, but, but why? I'm like, okay, don't question it. Don't no. question it because that's just what he wants to do, and that's that's cool. Just enjoy and it. none of it will make it any better anyway. So you might as well go along with what he likes. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. I'll just let. He's the boss of Minecraft. I don't, I don't suggest anything. I don't recommend anything unless he asks me to and then invariably I recommend the wrong thing yeah you know it's like no mummy you're you're wrong yeah (laughs) get that all the time so if anyone wants to work with you on postgrid where can they find you um well on instagram obviously postgrid so that's postgrid in case you weren't sure I just you know totally branded myself the whole time That's P-O-S-T-A-G-R-I-D for anyone listening. <laughs> well done in spelling as well. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Um, no, Instagram um, is, is a good place to find me. Um, I'm, always, I'm always on Facebook and happy to connect with people and LinkedIn too, Colette Stevenson. Awesome. 
And occasionally in Clubhouse too. And occasionally, oh yeah, well, I'll be on Clubhouse every Thursday afternoon in November doing an Instagram room. Oh, I really strangely got thrown into moderating a um, Clubhouse room on Instagram yesterday and I am just not like the tech girl at all so it was absolutely (laughs) hilarious it was like one of the big rooms the moderator just had to go and I was like okay then (laughs) I'll be in charge cool thanks a lot for this (laughs) literally hundreds of people in a room and I'm like right well that's an absolute <laughs> I was like we are good just gonna have to roll with this it was funny in the end but whatever yeah I think most, but, yeah. people, most people get it don't they because it's 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 a pretty I think clubhouse is quite a chilled space but there's a lot of anxiety that goes on behind the scenes like before speaking or before coming up onto the stage or before running a room or whatever it is there's and you can't always pick out where the anxiety is. So you know that people are talking and they might be feeling really nervous. You can never tell. But Well, you used to be like that, though, before you used to come on stage. You'd be like, I don't well, want to talk. No, no. I had like a weird thing. So in January, I was I loved it. I was like in all of the rooms, talking nonstop, perfectly confident, and really excited to talk about my, my other business, which was like I was doing colours and colour branding and things. And um, people would go to my Instagram and be like, I want to throw my money at you. And I was like, okay. Um, So I was loving Clubhouse because it was a way to get people into my world and they paid me money, right? Um, And then when PosterGrid was about to launch, it was all, well, before we launched PosterGrid, it was all, it suddenly became really hush hush. It was like, we can't talk about PosterGrid, can't mention PosterGrid, we can't let anyone steal PosterGrid. And I was like, oh shit, what am I going to talk about? And suddenly, I hadn't even though I wasn't even talking about poster grid suddenly I felt like I had nothing to say and I became really fearful about saying the wrong thing on clubhouse or it was it was ridiculous it was like a weird it had nothing to do with anything it was all me um and then I just started sitting in rooms listening and then it was much harder to get back up on the stage much harder so yeah anyway back again now yeah I'm glad I didn't understand the gravitas of any of it because I just got up on stage and talked like I do Mm. and then other people are like oh how do you do that and I was like oh have I done something (laughs) yeah see that that was me in January because it was new it was like oh this is a new thing I'll just try it it might be rubbish it might be great and I loved it and and then it was like oh shit I've got a real business (laughs) it's like a deer in headlights I was like what if somebody asks me something (laughs) like I look back now like oh my god give yourself a slap collect it's ridiculous but I I think it was just part of the process I had to go through some deep discomfort and I'm glad that I did actually because it gave me some insight into the anxiety that people were feeling when they were coming into clubhouse and speaking for the first time Um, but even today I did a clubhouse room and I was really anxious about it because it was the first time I put myself out there as an Instagram person interesting how have you managed to navigate that from not really liking Instagram to having a project that is for Instagram does that is that jarring in any way um it might be for some people not for me because it's just the true story it's just the story that's just what it is if I'd loved if I'd loved Instagram postgrid wouldn't exist um so that's just part of the story and I think actually what's happened is because I hated Instagram I had to work really hard 
in many ways to understand it, which means that I, I have a, I do have a different approach to it. I don't, it's not what all the gurus say. I mean, a lot of the Instagram experts, they, they, they make a lot of sense. They say a lot of stuff and a lot of the stuff works, but some of it just didn't sit right with me personally. And I know I'm not the only business person out there who doesn't make sense of Instagram or who struggles with Instagram or who finds that the things that you're supposed to do on Instagram does, doesn't help them. So there must be another way. And it just so happens that I found another way, not the best. It's not necessarily the best way. It's not the only way. It's just a way that works. And it's flexible enough to bend to the whim of the user, which I quite like. So, because you're whimsical. Because I'm whimsical, yes. And because I didn't because I didn't like Instagram. But I do I did feel uncomfortable doing a room about Instagram because I think, oh, so many people know more about Instagram than I do. Well, they know different things about Instagram than I do. So. Uh, but that's like me talking about property law. I mean, there, yeah. there'll be other people who'll be able to know loads of things that I don't know, but it, it doesn't mean that I can't help a yes. massive amount of people and that's just how I have to see it yeah it's just con you contributing to other people's journeys and helping them in some way you don't have to have all of the answers to all of the problems so that's basically what I, that's yeah it's not jarring to me I think for some people it might be but they're probably not my people maybe oh yeah that was a fascinating insight into the, the world that you know if they if they're they're not my people then their opinions just don't count yeah and you know it counts they count to them but not not to me and it, it can, you know sometimes it can be a you can I it's I get surprised sometimes when I get hurt by things that people say because a lot of the time I'm like oh yeah okay whatever and I can laugh it off or shake it off or not really care that much and then occasionally somebody might say something and it can be one word and I'll get really hung up on it and, and I'm be stalled for the longest time. I'd be like, oh my God, why did they use that word? Is that what people, is that what people are seeing? Is that what people are feeling? And it's weird how that happens. And then I have to go through the whole process of, you know, that's just what one person said. It doesn't mean anything. It means something to them, not to you. Yeah, I'm lucky. I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me. So the best gift, <laughs> the best gift my father ever gave me. Congratulations, Daddy. Yeah. You, so where's give it to me? Sorry, sorry. No, no, no. We're coming to the end of the podcast. Mm. And I do all of my podcasts with the or end all of the podcasts with the eight mile moment because okay. I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me. And I love Eminem and he does all of his rap battles by saying the worst things about him. He's skinny, is white, his mum lives in a trailer so that his opponent can't say anything bad back to him. So Colette, mm. what are the worst things about you? The worst things about me. I'm a terrible friend. I don't send presents to people when I should. Um, I forget birthdays. I don't message people, even though I think about them like quite a lot. Um, I know when people are going through a hard time and I might send them a quick message to say, oh my God, are you okay? And then I don't message them again to do a check-in. Um, basically, it's all about, it's all about that. I, and I want to be a better friend and I hate the fact that I'm not, I'm not, I'm not as good as, I'm not as good a friend to, the, to my friends as they are to me. That's one of the worst things about me. Um, I'm crap at organization, like horrific, bad, forget everything. I can't, 
keep my desk tidy for the life of me. I never do laundry, never do dishes. These are not tragic things, but they're really bad and they drive my husband up the wall. Um, I am a fluctuator. I'm either a, abundant in confidence or abundant in doubt. I'm never anywhere in the happy medium. Um, and it, and it, it, that conflict really, I think, affects what other people see. They, they think there's, there's like, they think, oh, yeah, Colette, you know, she's quite sensitive and quite full of doubt and quite timid. And then the next minute I'm like, hi. <laughs> they're like, okay. I mean, nobody's ever said that to me, but that's how I imagine people think. I think, you know, because all people are complex. All people are complex and have different sides to them. And I don't really hide any of those sides. So it's, it's a bit probably confusing. Um, but I think probably the worst thing is that I'm not a great, I'm not a great friend. I'm not a great people person. I'd like. I can resonate with that completely. I just, it's not that I don't think about it. It would be easy for me to say that I just don't think about it, but that's not truly what I mean. What I mean is that I'm just on another, like my brain's on 575 different things. And that moment could have been you know, 14, 15 days or 14, 15 weeks and my brain won't have even thought about it because yes, I'll have been doing a million different things and maybe it's just because I'm busy for busy sakes, but it, feel, it feels... Well, sometimes I just don't notice that time go. Like yeah. I think about someone like, oh, right, I've got a message. So I might even start a message, not finish it. And then, you know, weeks go by and it feels like a few days and I'm like, oh, I'm like the worst friend and I am and I hate that about myself and, and it is and I hate that I've got something that I hate about myself because I think we're all you know none of us are you know excellent human beings we're all just doing the best that we can I think um but yeah I've had to put in my diary tomorrow the only thing that ever propels me into action is my calendar so I've actually got a slot on my calendar tomorrow to go to the post office to send a birthday present to someone whose birthday it was a month ago. <laughs> and the present arrived the day of their birthday to my house. So it arrived roughly on time. It would have been late anyway. It's been sitting here ever since, just sitting there. Terrible for that. I'm really good at purchasing the presents. I'm terrible at actually fucking sending yeah. them. And then I get awfully embarrassed as well. I don't want anyone to say thank you for the present. <laughs> Because it's too embarrassing. It's just... I know. I try and work out a way that people can tell me they've got it without thanking me for the present. <laughs> I don't even know what that's about. Like, that doesn't even make sense. I'm like, oh, my God, it's just thank you. And like, in, my, in my head, it's like, oh, my God, please don't say thank you. Like, like oh. <laughs> you know, I sent, I sent my dad a birthday present and I was like, did you? did you get the present and he was like oh yeah, yeah yeah thank you I was like no 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 I'm not doing it thank you I just wanted to make sure that it actually came because like you didn't mention it and then and then, and then I was like shut <laughs> up yeah the sh- yeah I tell myself to shut up all the time I talk too much that's another I'm not a great listener nobody would ever say I'm a great listener so I'm trying that's to get another, I, worst no, thing about me. I am getting better at that sure. I, yeah. Clubhouse has taught me to be much better listener than I ever oh. used to be yeah, maybe Clubhouse is helping. Basically, I'm, I'm a terrible, terrible listener. <laughs> I, talk, I talk too much. I'm short. Stubby legs, chicken skin. There you go. I've got so many terrible things about me. God. <laughs> I'm going to finish this podcast feeling really good about myself. Thanks, Denise. And tomorrow on therapy. <laughs> 
uh, Denise, come onto my onto my podcast, get drunk, talk about all the worst things about yourself, and then I'll say goodbye. Exactly that. <laughs> I haven't made anyone cry yet, so I'm gonna have to try that for next no, probably, time. It probably happens when you turn it off. People are like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> people <laughs> it's all for my entertainment oh i love the, the, the look on my camera i'm gonna go love yeah, okay. you love you thank you Bye. so much for being on the podcast and as always if anyone else wants to be on the podcast you can contact us at podcast at find-surveyors.co.uk say goodbye to everyone Claire. bye everyone bye everyone Claire. <laughs> i was gonna do that as well